is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Alex Puett, we talk about his journey to Hadestown. We also talk about tackling doubt, addiction, and taking a breath. So I hope you enjoy part two with Alex Puett. You know, on top of being prepared and, you know, having the ability to sing a particular note, I find the people who have the most success are the ones who are most relaxed. They're just breathing. It's amazing what presence will do for an audition. Absolutely. And let me tell you, so this, so I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in Hadestown right now. And um, this just reminds me of that audition and the months leading up to that. So, and I promise I will get back, I will circle back to this, but back in like, I don't know, December, January, you know, New York winter is very challenging. Being in New York city in the winter is challenging. Mm -hmm. And I usually go through, like, I kind of go with the seasons, right? In the summer and the spring, I I feel rejuvenated and happy and joyous. And in the summer or in the winter, I start to like go within and like, and I was feeling and sad this winter. And I was, I just sort of like came to this realization. I was like, you know, maybe show business isn't for me anymore. Like I've had a great career and I just don't know that I can keep doing this. So I'm going to give it one more year. I'm going to give it one more year. And if something else happens for me, something else happens. If it doesn't, I can walk away and feel at peace. And as soon as I said that, a weight lifted off my shoulders and I felt this ease. And And I had auditions. And every audition I went into, I just, I didn't feel like I needed the job to make me happy. And so then I could go in, I could do my thing. I felt very relaxed and I walked out and I didn't think about the audition again. And so when this Hadestown audition came up, my agent gave me the appointment. I kind of said to myself, wow, I really want this job. I don't need this job. I will still be a happy person if I don't get this job. And that is something I hadn't really, really felt until very recently Hmm. I go in I do my thing I'm feeling really really great but also just like this is who I am and if you don't want me that's okay I'll be okay and then we're in the waiting room and an audition waiting room is just if you have never experienced an audition waiting room I don't wish it upon my worst enemy it's pretty terrible (laughs) and so you're waiting to go and sing and there are maybe like 15 or 16 other people in the room and there are people pacing and doing their lyrics and talking about what happened in the room. And I put on my headphones and I played my favorite Tara Brock meditation. And I sat there and I meditated and I breathed and I kept putting my hand on my heart and saying, I love you. You've got this. I'm so proud of you. And I just felt at ease. And I'd never done that in an audition room before, ever, mm. ever, ever, ever. I'd done my, I've like kept to myself, but to like be like, no, I'm going to like really take a moment and connect with my breath and like be present with my body. Me booking this job to my shift in attitude and my connection to my spiritual practice in that moment. There were lots of talented people in that room, right? Like talent, the getting the job has nothing to do with talent. Mm. Like 
do with the energy that the team feels behind the energy that you are giving off. Like, yes, there's so many factors, right? And so what could I control in that moment? Well, I prepared as much as I could. So I couldn't like, like going over the lyrics a million more times wasn't going to help me. So what else could I do in that moment? Mm. And sobriety, I feel like sobriety has taught me, right? Like that mantra, accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. I really do feel like that in this particular case with my spiritual practice and auditioning. That's such a great story because it's, and I, I hope someone doesn't just hear it but does it because Mm -hmm. that is the, that's the energy shift that when you go into a room, you know, that's the stuff that you, you, that change, it changes the game because you're simply being you. You're not putting on anything. I've been in this business for, you know, 15, 16 years now. And, and I do feel like I spent a whole decade trying to like morph into what I thought they wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, be like, okay, I'm going in for this particular character, which means I need to walk in with that energy. And like, that's who I need to be. And like, just feeling this like tension, right? Like the tension that was sort of like masking who I was, masking my heart, masking what made me feel vulnerable. And most of the time it didn't. And I never felt good ever. And that to me is the most important part, right? Is like, I, you know, we're all actors. We can fool people. We can, that's the nature of the game. But like when I have left that room feeling the best, whether I got the job or not, it is when I allowed myself to be myself in front of a bunch of people that I don't know. And which is, it's terrifying. And then when you get, it's like funny, right? Cause like you can say, well, as an actor, you do that on stage every night and you do, but there's something about that audition, right? That just for me, it creates, it's like this other set of circumstances that just creates this need for me. At least I thought to like put up a wall Hmm. and it's only when you break that down that like people can actually see you and want to work with you. Hmm. Are there any common pieces of incorrect advice you hear in the entertainment industry or in life? Okay, so I was doing a talk back. This was years ago. I was I was on the National Tour of Your Frankenstein. We were doing a talk back. And one of the kids in the audience or people in the audience said, what, what advice would you give to young aspiring performers? And one of our leads, who is a very prominent actor and like has worked a lot, has said, if you can do anything else, do it. If you can picture yourself doing anything else, do that. He's like, if the only thing you can picture yourself doing is performing, then that's what you should do. Otherwise, pursue something else. And it's funny because I feel like I'd heard that advice before. And I heard it again, maybe like a year ago from someone. Business who, you know, again, has had a lot of success and like said the same thing. Some friends and I was like, I, I don't think that's true. I was like, I have lots of interests. I have lots of things that I love to do. I think I could do a lot of things in this world for a career, right? Like, but I have lots of passions. I have lots of hobbies. I have lots of things that I can do for money. I have lots of skills. I love being an actor. I love being an artist and I want to continue doing that. And like, that's what I want to pursue right now in this moment. But like, I think what is 
what makes such a great artist is that they have all these experiences and skills and passions and interests. And I know some, I know an artist in particular who is an actor and then wasn't really having success as an actor. So then went to med school, became a doctor, moved upstate. That wasn't like, like loved it, but like still felt this called artistry somehow got an audition for war horse on broadway and then ended up making her broadway debut and now is an actor again and it's like but she she was like i really liked being a doctor like i didn't not like it like and i could have done that for the rest of my life and so i guess i just to me that piece of advice discourages it like just to be a person in this world makes you a better artist and so that's a piece of advice that always has troubled me that's a really great that's a really great answer because there's so there are so many things all of us can do and for a very few i mean if you really look at the theater industry critically you need to be a triple threat with a strong tumbling skill to work regularly to work regularly otherwise like and for most right because there's those few who have that kind of thing but really the reality of life is it's not linear like what you said at the very beginning of this conversation so it only enhances i think and i agree with you with your craft if you're doing other things and i feel like the pandemic has been this like as horrible it has been you know as horrible and traumatic as it has been i think in parts it has been a gift because at least for me, and I'm speaking for myself, was put on hold for 18 months. Mm. And so I feel like I was able to really explore other things that brought me joy, right? It's like, what brings me joy? Mm. Yes, performing brings me joy. Yes, art brings me joy. Like other things bring me joy in this world that I don't necessarily need to pursue as a career, but like, I do feel like finding those other things that I love and I feel passionate about has only enhanced my artistry. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? He said the only constant in the world is change. That actually at first in an India Ari song, and I thought she made it up and I thought she was brilliant. And then someone was like, no, that was actually Heraclitus. But the only constant in the world is change or navigate or pivot in some way, whether that was in our career, whether that was just emotionally. Um, the world is unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. Life is nonlinear. Mm. And the only constant in this world is change. Yeah, you can enjoy it <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Almost uh, look forward to the change because change is, in fact, good. This conversation has really uh, filled me up. <laughs> spiritually. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for um, opening up so much too and sharing a real slice of your humanity. Is there anything else you want to add here before we wrap it up today? I was thinking more on the self-doubt thing. And I read this great book, uh, The War on Art. And I don't... Yes. I'm trying to... the war, Here, The War of Art by um, Stephen Pressfield. And he says, doubt is an inevitable part of an artistic process. You're at how much experience, how much technique you have. Doubt is the part of the process that not only is inevitable, but has to happen in order to get to the thing, to get to the product, to get to the process, the other part of the journey. And in, in the beginning parts of my rehearsal process with Hades Town, 
which is ironic because the whole show actually, especially at the end, really revolves around doubt and your relationship with it. Mm. Um, and so reminding myself in those moments, right, especially in the beginning when you're learning something, mm. and that's when I'd be like, oh, but this is a part of the process, right? Like if I can just, not spoiler alert, if I can just as Orpheus does in Hadestown, not turn back and trust that what I want is behind me, right? That like all of this training and experience and love is like guiding me. As long as I don't look back, I will be fine. And I just need to, as long as I don't like face the doubt and like really like internalize it, then I can keep going. And so that has been a very helpful thing for me with doubt is to like know that it will be there and just be like, hi, doubt. I know you're there. I see you. I'm not necessarily going to like less listen to you and let you take over my body and my mind, but I know you're there. And I know this is a part of the process. Thank you. And now I'm going to release it. I have nothing else to add <laughs> to that. <laughs> that absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's, and it is, you know, we're survival beings, the brain, the modern, what a 200,000 year old brain is built for survival, not happiness. So it will always look for doubt and it's there to help you. But once you realize, thank you, but no, thank you. That's a part of it, right? Like all, like the doubt, the insecurity, like we all have that. We all have that no matter who you are and it just doesn't have to take over. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was such a great conversation. I appreciate it. People of the world, Alex Pewitt. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. Thank you.